0: John, starting in verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. He removes any of my branches that don't produce fruit, and he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already trimmed because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit, and in this way prove that you are my disciples. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm picturing being on the porch of a villa somewhere like Tuscany or northern France overlooking an immense vineyard. You've seen these scenes in a romantic comedy or something like it. The vineyard keeper always seems relaxed and ready to pour a glass of 20-year-old aged wine. The rows of grapevines look perfectly trimmed when it's time to take the walk amongst them down the stone steps leading into the vineyard. Nothing is out of order. What we learn from the vineyard keeper is that these vines have been in the family for hundreds of years. They have been tended to and cared for with utmost concern. Even when elements have threatened to knock out entire years of yields, these grapes have come back stronger the next year. Vineyards are long-term Investment. Grapevines are not just something you start in your raised bed one spring, like how we purchased tomato plants at the garden store yesterday. If one is serious about starting a vineyard, they are checking the pH balance of the soil, testing which grapes work specifically for the climate, and preparing for the multi year process of waiting for a harvest. Young branches on a grapevine are not allowed by expert vineyard growers to produce fruit in the first many years of their existence. Instead, they are pruned even when they are healthy and cut back, so they will grow even more in the coming years. The best grapes are always found closest to the central vine. This is where the most nutrients are. So the vineyard keeper also cuts back branches that are too far away and are sucking life out of the healthiest branches closer to the vine. My father is the vineyard keeper, Jesus says. The Father is the one in charge of the entire vineyard. In the Old Testament, Israel has been referred to before as God's vineyard, as God's garden. So it makes sense that Jesus extends this metaphor. But now Jesus is the real vine, the vine that is central to the entire vineyard's operation. The Father cannot do his work of keeping the vineyard without this vine. And the son cannot do the necessary work of pruning the branches and caring for the vineyard. This is the vineyard keeper's job. Both roles are indispensable and both roles are wholly dependent upon the other. The father and the son are abiding in or remaining in each other. The father's main work in this vineyard is pruning. As I just talked about, the branches of a vineyard require constant attention. They cannot be left to their own devices. If they're left to their own, they become a difficult mess. Like vines of an ivy plant that are left alone and grow onto any surface they can find. They're no longer beautiful or useful at this point, but they take over and are a nuisance. What does this work of pruning look like? I think this is a difficult word for us who follow Jesus. We know what pruning looks like. It's those times when our character is tested and refined, and we don't really want it to be. It's when we don't understand the trial that we are going through, and yet we find that our faith is strengthened somehow after the fact. It's not the type of pruning where we're getting tossed into the yard waste bin or, worse, the burn pile. It's the type of pruning that speaks to the harsh realities of life. John Wesley would ask anyone coming to be a preacher in the Methodist tradition this one question. Have they fruit? His question was a biblical one. Do you have anything to show or demonstrate that this call that you say on your life is real? In John the Baptist's sermon that it seems like he preached over and over to the crowds coming out to him at the Jordan River, he proclaimed produce fruit that shows that you have changed your hearts and lives. For a vineyard is known by its fruit production. Nice looking vines and well kept branches do not a good wine make. Rather there must be fruit. Apart from me, you can't do anything, Jesus proclaims. And we don't like that one bit. Everything American independent, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, doesn't like the idea of being interconnected and dependent. But we know that Jesus is right. Apart from him, we can't do anything. In God's economy, each one of us is a branch, and branches in a vineyard have one job, to produce fruit. And branches are no good, literally dead, if they're not connected to the vine. For remaining in the vine is ultimately about one thing, trust. Trusting Jesus is the only way to remain connected to the vine. And trusting Jesus is the only job that the branch is really given here. The branch isn't responsible for fruit production. That's up to the vineyard keeper. The branch just has to be connected to the vine. We know this passage is an allegory, that Jesus is not literally a vine and that we aren't literally branches. However, this statement, without me you can't do anything, is quite the literal statement. For every good and perfect gift is from the Father, Philippians proclaims. Every breath that we take, every morning that we awake, it's all gifts. And when we recognize that we are nothing by ourselves as branches, we are in a far better place to receive from Jesus. And then we're in a better position to bear fruit. We see people all the time who think they can live the Christian life on their strength and charisma alone. You don't have to look far or way back in history to see high-powered pastors and Christian leaders who got themselves in a lot of trouble. And typically, this trouble has to do with money or sex. Somewhere along the way, they disconnected themselves from the true vine. They forgot that all of the nutrients that they need are gotten from the vine, so they withered and dried up like a dead branch. And unfortunately, they take others down with them. A lot in our culture tells us to go it alone and make our own way. But God's way for us is to stay interconnected to the vine in order to produce fruit. So how do we do it? How do we remain connected to the vine that is Jesus? Typically, this is when a pastor tells you to read your Bible and to pray. That's what keeps you connected to the vine. And while those are good things and spiritual disciplines are essential and vital for keeping connected, I think that we need to dig into this allegory just a little bit further than that. In the message paraphrase, Eugene Peterson interprets Jesus saying like this, Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. I like this rendition of what Jesus is saying We are called to settle in to being a branch. We often use the word settle negatively, like someone who is settling for a lesser significant other. You've said that about people in your life, or settling for a job that is beneath them. But I'm talking about settling in and being part of God's kingdom work. You can't do it alone, you don't have to be the number one fruit producer. I think about the hymn, Abide With Me, and it's pleading to God, for God to abide with the singer. Think about that first verse. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkest deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. The truth, however, is the vine is never going anywhere. Jesus always abides with us, always remains. It is us who have to settle in and remain connected. We should probably sing some variation of it that sings, help me abide with you, Lord, for you always abide with me. For the point of bearing fruit in the vineyard is not for us as individual branches to produce the best fruit. The point is for the entire vineyard to bring glory to the vineyard keeper. When we bear fruit, we are showing our connectedness to Jesus, and Jesus' connection to the Father is made known and glorified. Our fruit-bearing is not just for ourselves. It is for the whole of God's kingdom. We might say it this way, that our worship infuses our mission. We connect to the vine and receive our nutrients in worship of God, and we bear fruit when we live out God's ways in the world. This is our mission. Our goal is not just that we do this as individual branches or even that as a local church we bear great fruit. Our goal is that this vineyard and its way of life offer fruit for the world to receive. The church throughout the world should be a taste of God's kingdom. When we're at our best, that's what we are. We are settled in, rooted and established in love, connected to the vine. You know those moments when you just want them to keep going and to last and to hold on? And you hope that those moments, that they don't stop. Sometimes, once in a while, when we have dinner on our back deck, it's just really nice together as our family. The kids eat better in the fresh air or something. And then they get up and play in the backyard, not needing anything for a few moments. And my wife and I can sit and talk maybe for two minutes, and all seems right with the world. This inevitably gets messed up pretty quickly. It doesn't last long, and we have to attend to all the other things. But it's a glimpse of the wonderful wholeness that is possible. I don't want to be anywhere else in those moments. Jesus invites us into wholeness with him, to settling in and to be connected with him, the true vine. We can know that our lives make a difference because we are connected to the vine. We don't have to be in the rat race of trying on our own to be the best branch. And we don't have to feel down if we don't have enough talent or the right stuff to conjure up our own fruit. Just connect to the vine. Just keep the channels open so that you receive the life that God in Christ is giving to you. He is in you remaining and abiding never far away. Might you make your home with him today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.